everyone. Welcome back to Central American Voices. This is Susan Garcia. Hola, bienvenidos a Voces Centroamericanas. Mi nombre es Alejandra Quiroz. Le agradecemos por sintonizarnos una vez más. Today we're going to be talking with Naya J. Shell, who is the founder of Amor J. Shell Cosmetics, and we're going to talk about her cosmetic brand and other issues regarding Garifuna culture. Thank you so much, Naya, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Naya. Um, so we're, as Susie said, um, she's the founder and CEO of Amor Giselle Cosmetic. Uh, we're so excited um, about this line and I think it's so unique. So how's this, uh, the idea of Amor Giselle's Cosmetic started? Um, Amor Giselle Cosmetic. So um, I'm a dark-skinned Afro-Latina. I'm from Honduras. My entire family is Honduran. Well, I'm Garifuna first, but my um ethnicity is Honduran as well and being like black and stuff and coming from a Latin American country it's different it's a different experience because when you tell people that you're Hispanic they don't look at you and be like you Hispanic you know what I'm saying they don't see me as someone like like hermanos you know what I'm saying like they don't see me as they're like one and mm -hmm. I dealt with a lot of discrimination and not just me but black people period deal with discrimination no matter where they go whether it's in Latin America or Russia, like black people are everywhere. And I feel like a lot of dark skinned women like myself felt ugly growing up because of the fact that we're dark. And now I feel like darker skin is more glamorized, but back in the days it wasn't. So mm -hmm. I really struggled with feeling beautiful and feeling like a queen. So um, my image logo is a dark skinned girl with a fro and a crown because I was like, you know what, like we all royalty, you know what I'm saying? Like, like every yes. single, everyone's royalty. But big ups to the dark skinned girls, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I was like, I want I want every girl to feel like a queen. I want every girl to feel like a queen. So um I decided to make my own makeup line a year ago because I struggle with finding products that cater to my skin tone. And not mm. just my skin tone, but all skin tones, period. And I was just like, I'm gonna make me a, like a business. And not only is my business gonna cater to Afro Latinas, it's gonna cater to everyone, but it's gonna be emphasizing Afro Latinas because I personally have never seen Afro Latina owned business. I've seen Latina owned businesses like Beauty Blender and stuff, mm -hmm. but I've never seen an Afro Latina owned business. Right. So I'm gonna make my first, I'm gonna make the first one. <laughs> yes, yes. That's amazing. Um, so you did talk about, you know, the logo, but you also have, a, you know, a message that's related to it, that it's, ella es una reina, una reina es ella, which is, she is a queen, a queen is she, if you can elaborate a little bit more on that. So my slogan is, she is a queen and a, she, and a queen is she, and then I also have, like you said, the span the translation, ella es una reina, una reina es ella, my logo, because once again, it's catered to Afro-Latinas, and my website is going to be in Spanish as well, it's going to be bilingual because it's not just about like the English speakers, it's about the Spanish speakers as well. They you know what right. Afro-Latina, so I wanted to make sure that everyone could understand what Amor de Shell Cosmetics is trying to say. So how, how you know, you said you started this idea or you know started this company a year ago. Walk us through, you know, how the first several months looked like and the several phases of this idea, how it developed. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I came up with the name last December. I had so many different names I was thinking of. I was even looking at like Kelinda Cosmetics, but someone already had that name. I thought of like no. J. Shell Beauty because my middle name is J. Shell. 
Mm-hmm. And my name is kind of like how Rihanna's name is like really Robin, but her middle name is Rihanna. Like every like her middle mm-hmm. name is what catches like it's what stands out. And if you know me in real life, you know everybody calls me Jay Shell. My first name is Naya, which is kind of different too, but I've never met anyone with my middle name. So right. I was like, I'm a, I have to yes. use my middle name in it. And then I was like, it has to be Spanish in the name. So I was like, it took me a minute, but I was like, I'm more Jay Shell Cosmetics. I was like, that's the one. So I came up with the name. I announced the name in December. I didn't start really working on my business because, you know, the pandemic kind of slowed me down a little right. bit. But I didn't mm-hmm. really start working on it, working on it till like May. From May on, it's been like nonstop. Like my mm-hmm. products haven't come in. I've been talking to so many different vendors. I already have so many other products that I plan on launching. I had my product reveal on Monday. The mm-hmm. thing, the main thing about my line that has gotten so much attention is um my lashes, they're Honduran passports. And so Central America has just been eating them up. And um, but I don't only sell lashes. I'm going to be coming out with a um an eyeshadow palette as well, glosses, lip liners, eyelash applicators, and I already have so many other products that I plan on enlarging my business with. And I'm also going to be selling hair as well in the near future. Like, I have so many things I want oh to sell you guys. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. That's so amazing. Is, my reveal <laughs> is this upcoming Monday, but Amore J. Shell Cosmetics LLC, because we are LLC. Amore J. Shell Cosmetics LLC launches next Friday on the 23rd. So yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super anxious. Oh my God, congratulations. Like, Thank oh my God, Th- that is so excited. And yes, I saw the password and I remember telling Susie, I'm like, look at this packaging. Look at this packaging. I mean, look at this. <laughs> I was like, because I mean, uh, it's, it's so beautiful to see like everything. You know, I think I saw the um, the applicator for the lash is like in a crown, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like yes. everything is so well thought. Is so beautiful, and I need to give you, I need to give you props for that because you know, like as you said, you know, as an Afro Latina, you thought of everything. You thought of everything, and that's and that's something that I admire, and I'm very like looking forward to to this brand because I actually I was telling Susie I actually found you through TikTok and I I was like girl I was like I I remember following you and I was like oh my god the line and I keep telling Susie I'm like. Like I was like, I'm going to send her a message. Can we? Can she please come to talk in the show? <laughs> and I would love to. And like with Amorji Show Cosmetics, I plan like you're gonna learn. Okay, so like I said, I belong to the group from the people we're in Afro Indigenous group based out of um based out of four countries in Central America in Saint Vincent. And Garifuna is a very, it's a dying ethnicity. We're kind of going extinct in Central America. So since you did find me on TikTok, I'm sure you see that a lot of my content is about yes. me speaking about my people because we are, we deal with a lot of racism that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to bring emphasis to my culture because it gets erased every single day. Mm-hmm. So okay. with my Honduran passports, one thing, not even trying to give myself super credit, but one thing that I felt like was super creative that I came up with was the fact that my lashes are Honduran passports and every single lash is named a, a Garifuna Pueblo. So like, for example, mm-hmm. um, yes, I have Santa Fe, which is the Pueblo Honduras that I'm from. So a lash is called Santa Fe. There's another lash called Livingstone, which is actually a Pueblo in Guatemala. Um, there's Garifuna mm-hmm. people in Livingstone. So I wanted to bring emphasis to the other Garifuna people in the other countries as well. I have a lash called Don Griga, which is a Pueblo in Belize. 
because we have a lot of Belizean Garinagu as well. And mm-hmm. then I have Limon. And then what's the other one? Puerto Cortez. Puerto and then Cortez. my glosses are called Masca Bahamar. Oh, I have a lot. Aguan. <laughs> I'm missing two. And then my palette is called St. Vincent, which is where we come from. Oh, right. And then the wow. for St. Vincent is Udomine. So that name is also on the um, wow. palette as well. So I really want, like, my business is really half, of course, my products to half education too. Like, I want you to learn okay. something about the Garifuna culture with every product that you buy. Right. Yes. Props to that. And it's it's honestly very sad, like how you said, like, yeah, I found you to TikTok and I know I, I even have sent Susie so many videos of yourself. Like, how can people treat like say stuff like this? Like, ah, it just makes me mad. But like I'm glad that you know, like people can be are going to be able to purchase these products and not only like use them and you know feel beautiful but at the same you're learning and you're supporting a business that you know like is unique like you said like i have never seen it like a, a product like that like never like have ever thought and i remember like seeing like because the first one that i saw was one that's uh, um the last that was puerto cortez and you know like I, i'm from tegucigalpa so like i have never thought of even seeing something like that would like be like had a name that is close to you as close to another uh, like other people so and at the same time that it's educational how you said hmm. well I'm glad you like it I'm so anxious about launch but I'm, I'm so ready I can't wait to see everybody and all the products and it's, it's not even about the money for me it's just the fact that I love makeup and I love having people feel beautiful right. and once yes. again as a dark skinned girl I struggle with feeling beautiful and I still do have my days where I struggle with feeling beautiful mm-hmm. but at the same time I don't want people to think that you have to wear makeup to be beautiful you're a queen regardless sis your royalty regardless <laughs> you know what I'm saying yes yes <laughs> so Naya how has I mean because so I by the time Alejandra sent me that TikTok because I'm not on TikTok but I am on Twitter so like when she sent me that I was like I've been seeing this like circulating on Twitter because I know like I mean it's been I've been, it's been on my TL like multiple times um mm-hmm. but I feel you know like um I just want to ask you, how has reception been, you know, I mean, I know like through like Central American Twitter, you know, people have been like going crazy about, um, especially the Honduran packaging, but, you know, within like Afro Latinx, like that have seen it or Garifunas that, you know, what have, have they reached out to you or said anything about seeing your product and seeing, you know, that you're actively like you're centering black women? Yes, yes. My um response from Central Central American Twitter has been like insane. I posted the pictures. I have my business Twitter. I posted my passports on business Twitter and it got over three hundred likes. And then I posted it on Whoa. my personal Twitter and it got over seven hundred. And I've had so many people DM me. I've even had someone DM me and ask me if he could resell my products. I turned that down. But just like <laughs> <laughs> <just a second, laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot. I've had multiple great from the businesses DM me and say they want to collab and of course I love collabing with Gary from the people um definitely I had this one person actually they asked me if I could be a part of um what's it called come to these so um Jesus what's it called oh my gosh what's the word a pop-up shop there we go the pop-up yeah. shop okay. <laughs> they asked me to be part of a pop-up shop it was Gary from the own pop-up shop in the Bronx next oh. weekend but I can't go. I'm from the Bronx originally, but I can't go because I live in Virginia right now and I have work, so I can't go. But I've had so I've 
my response has been insane. I've been talking about the same stuff I talk about on TikTok in regards to the erasure of my culture and the racism and the discrimination that my people go to on Twitter. And I got a lot of attention off of a tweet that I tweeted about it in November. And that's really when my, like, I don't want to say like fan base or like audience, but that's when the people really noticed like what I was saying. And I got a lot of hate, of course, because when you tweet about stuff like that, or when you talk about stuff like that, period, it's going to make people feel uncomfortable and hate's going to come. But at the same time, I've gotten a lot of love as well. So that's why I've gotten so much attention in regards to my business and stuff. Yeah, my, my, in regards to my business, all of the reaction and all the response I've gotten has been great. In regards to what I talk about, in regards to Gadi Funa culture, it's been mixed. And if you go through my TikTok or even my Twitter comments, you'll see it's very mixed. Like, I get a lot of hate, but at the same time, I get a lot of love at the same time. But okay. the hate is filled with racism, though. Like, a lot yeah, of derogatory yeah. racism. A lot of white people were in the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm multiple death threats. Like, it's a lot of racism. Oh, what? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I swear, people. Oh. <laughs> I got. I've gotten multiple death threats actually. And then it, it'd be the main people that'd be like, "There's no racism. There's racism everywhere." Racism, okay. Yeah. Like, yes. Let's not, let's not act like there isn't. There's racism everywhere. So for like mestizos, I'd be like, "There's no racism in Honduras." And then I tweet stuff like that. I show the receipts. Like, you sure, sis? Right. And they'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, well, I didn't know about that. Of course you didn't, because." you're not the one that's dealing with that you're like not yeah. saying that all mm-hmm. not saying that all mestizos are racist because that's a dumb statement and a dumb ideology and just a dumb way to think because not everyone is bad however some of y'all are and for you to say that there isn't that's erasing the fact that we go through stuff period mm-hmm. so um whenever i see people be like oh there's no racism of course it's not for you because your people are the ones oppressing us so you're not going to feel that same oppression if that makes sense Definitely. Sure. I, I I remember I saw like um oh if I can remember like I have seen so many videos of yourself. Uh, uh I remember one that I was like um you were explaining how you know like um it was mainly about like the Afro Latina um story, how you were said like, okay, you know, when people think about an Honduran, like they don't think about people, you know, like like Arifuna people. And then so like it I remember like seeing the, the comments because I, I don't know why I'm the type of person that I always go to the comments because I honestly like I, I am gonna say it out loud like I honestly don't understand why people will go and comment to like, your content when you're trying to educate them in a very like racist way you know mm-hmm. and like I, I I don't understand that you know like I feel like people should listen and then we should like accept you know like i always try to keep saying the same thing like and here in the show like to make like an evaluation sometimes like i didn't know some things that like maybe maybe you or other creators have said like oh you know this is actually problematic you know and it's it's a way to keep everybody on check and keep everybody like okay maybe what i'm doing is wrong and what should i make to to change it but um yeah i remember you talk, talking about you know the afro latina uh, experience in latin america and especially like in central america and how you know like people tend to say like oh there's no racist but like there is so much it's so much like in nuestra cultura that we don't see it that like us mestizos don't see it and then we tend to criticize others when they try to teach us that there is you know and i think that is the problem when it comes to 
in in our community and i'll speak like on behalf of, you know like i cannot speak for, for everyone but i know in my country which is honduras that is so in like concentrado that is when you even like talk to people that are so close-minded like they like no it's no existed like uh you are seeing it and there's in the news and you're still denying it and it it bothers me because like they don't see it. And then when I'm speaking on it, they're quick to be like, I've gotten so many responses like this. Oh, you're not proud to be Hungarian. Take mm-hmm. my flag out your bio. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you sound like a Trump supporter. Like, how you sitting here telling I know, me I saw that? that one. <laughs> like, how you sitting here telling me that, like, to take my your flag? Do you own the country? Like, how you going to sit here <laughs> to take your yeah. flag out of my bio? I'm 100% Honduran. My mother's from Santa Fe. My father's from Bahamad. Like, how you going to sit here and tell me? I even went to school in Honduras. That's another thing, too. They'd be like, oh, I bet you never been to Honduras. And my thing is, you're only assuming this because I'm Black. If I was Mestiza, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be asking me, can I speak Spanish? Right. You wouldn't be asking mm-hmm. me, have I been to Honduras? You would just right. assume it. But because I'm Black and I don't look like you, you feel like it's mm-hmm. okay for you to ask me that. And then when I'm speaking on what my people go through, you quick to tell me, oh, you know, like that's not, you're just being, oh, I've seen one where it was like you're pro-black or you're um, black power mindset. Why would, why sh- am I like, why shouldn't I be proud of being black? If you like the idiocy I get in my comments, girl, you would, yeah. you would not even know. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Unfairly, I think you have to deal with most of these comments. And it is what it is, because at the end of the day, if I wasn't speaking the truth, I wouldn't be getting it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, like kind of on a related note, so this is a lot, you know, about what's been happening in like mostly what it seems like in the Twitter sphere, um, which again, like I like it's, you know, your experience as, you know, as an outspoken Garifuna woman. But if you could, you know, you said you were raised in the Bronx for a bit. If you could talk about, you know, your upbringing, you know, as a Honduran, as a Central American, as a Garifuna, as a dark-skinned Black woman, um, how was that? Being in the Bronx is so much easier to find people that look like you because everyone's an immigrant. Like, mm-hmm. for Garifuna people, if, like, if you're a Garifuna, you got to understand we all have, like, distinct facial features. Like, I could look at someone and tell they're Garifuna, especially mm-hmm. if both their parents are. So, like, right. when you're in the Bronx, you could walk down the block and find someone that looks that's Garifuna. And whether they're um, Honduran Garifuna or Guatemalan Garifuna, because we're in Honduras, Guatemala, Belize, and Nicaragua, and then we mm-hmm. have a small percentage in St. Vincent still. And it's so much easier because there are Garifuna parties like every single day. Like, like what? there's a lot of Garifuna people there. And we all were yeah. raised the same in regards to the culture, how lit we are, foods, drinks. Like, we're all raised the same. Now I'm in Virginia. I've been in Virginia for majority of my life. And mm-hmm. it's completely different here. Like, because... Mm, I'm somewhat in the South. I'm not like deep, deep in Virginia, but I'm somewhat in the South. Yeah. And people are very close-minded here. Um, like I'm in the area where if I told someone I was Hispanic, they'd be like, oh, go to Ancestry.com and prove it to me. Like that's the kind of people what? that I deal with here. Yes. And I is it really is solely about education. Like in the Bronx, at least like if they're not Garifuna, they from another country too. Literally everyone is an immigrant. Right. So it's a whole lot easier for you to explain your culture to someone that's from a different culture too. Because they get it. But if someone that's here is not from a different culture, it's more hard for them to understand. And some people are willing to get it, but some people aren't. Like when I tell them I have an indigenous language that my family speaks, 
to them, like, they're just, oh, you speak Spanish, speak Spanish to me. I hate when people tell me that. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, you're, you're Afro-Latina, say something in Spanish. That doesn't oh, prove whether wow. I'm Afro-Latina or not. Right. Let's say I couldn't speak Spanish, right? That doesn't make me any less Afro-Latina. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, I'm Garifuna, but I can't speak Garifuna, that doesn't make me any less mm-hmm. Garifuna. That just means I don't know Garifuna. Right. So, in Virginia, it's more difficult being Afro-Latina because they just they just really don't get it. And it's a lot more about education here. But the Bronx is so much better, though. And we'll just make yeah. period. Like, a lot of the cities where Garifuna mainly are at is New York, L.A., Chicago, and Miami. If you're in those cities, mm-hmm. it's easy to find people that look like you. Like, here in Virginia, I probably have met, like, I've only, like, ran into maybe, like, two or three Garifuna people in my entire life. In Virginia. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty isolating, I imagine. So how do you, you know, since you've said you've been in Virginia for most of your life, you know, how do you, and I'm I'm assuming that like I have like, I have a hint that, you know, a lot of it is online, but how do you maintain, you know, ties to your Garifuna culture, you know, through food, the internet? I mean, it doesn't seem like you can like have a lot of people physically in Virginia, um, but how, how do you stay connected? Well, luckily, my family is super duper Garifuna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I grew up dancing the dances. I grew up eating the foods. Mm-hmm. I'm super duper Garifuna. Like, even if I was to marry someone that isn't Garifuna, my kids are going to be super duper Garifuna yeah. too. <laughs> um, in regards to staying in contact with people, I do utilize social media a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I've created like several Garifuna group chats so I can get Whoa. to know more Garifuna people. I even was about to start an Afro Latino group on my school called Existimos. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be called Existimos, and then it was gonna be Exist for short. And it's gonna be a group about Afro Latino awareness. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm gonna switch that, and Existimos is gonna be a nonprofit about sexual abuse and domestic abuse in the um, Afro Latino and Latino mm-hmm. community. Period. So mm-hmm. that should be coming within the next year or two. But wow. I've always <laughs> you said what? <laughs> wow. I like I'm I'm like about everything that you're doing, like I'm just like wow. Like like yeah, I'm, I'm just speaking it's like wow. <laughs> like oh wow. Like <laughs> that's kind of like Alejandra feels like after like anytime we interview someone and hearing about like all the projects someone's doing, she's like, oh my god. <laughs> like wow. Like I was just like, listen, you're like, wow, like you know, like it's it's very unique and it's very powerful how you not only want to, you know, hacer sentir que una persona se vea bella, you know, like que es que se sienta bella porque es bella, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you are thinking of people who are going through issues and at the same time you want to protect them and be able to help them. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. That's all I want to do. It's a lot of work on your part, too. Yeah. Yes. And I work a full-time job. I work more than 60 hours a week. So I'd be very tired. (laughs) But it's it's all going to work out in the end. I just really want to help people. I really, I just really want to help people. And once again, like being Afro-Latina, I feel like Black girls, period, we are seen as less than or we're only glamorized on social media, but we're not given that in real life. So I really yeah. trying to, I'm really trying to be that outlet for my dark skinned girls that feel ugly. Like, no, sis, you're beautiful, regardless yeah. of what people tell you. No matter where country, what country you come from, because colorism alongside racism is just as big. People don't talk about colorism enough, and colorism and racism are not they are not equivalent to each other. They're two totally different entities, mm-hmm. and like I mm-hmm. feel like. 
dark skinned girls, we also deal with the colorism, not just from the racism that we deal with with our countries, not even just in our countries, but in the U.S. period, but it's also the fact that, oh, you're dark skin, you're an African booty scratcher, or like your if your hair texture is ugly, or they'd be like your hair texture mm-hmm. is nappy because you have 4C hair, whereas like someone like myself, I have very curly hair, it's considered good hair, and it's like that's not the same thing, that's not right. equivalent, you know? So I just mm-hmm. really want to help people feel beautiful and help people be okay within themselves because I even like when I was younger I used to be like I'm not I'm not black or like I would claim the Hispanic more than the black and then there would be times where I would claim the black more than Hispanic I was so confused about my identity and what I could identify as it took me like almost like probably to like a year and a half ago to realize I could identify as more than just one thing because I am more than just one thing right you know Mm -hmm. like I was having like a tug of war with myself yeah. So that's why I really want my business to be about education as well, so that that could help people. Because people are going to have their tug of wars regardless as they grow as people. But I want to help someone like become like become more to terms with themselves or with their identity, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, man, it's super important. And again, like, I mean, thank you, like, for putting. I again, like, I can't imagine the just the emotional labor. You know, just talking about like mm-hmm. videos that you're doing on TikTok, like that by itself that takes a lot of emotional labor and having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, you know, like people aren't happy about education people reject education. They take it really badly. They get defensive. Um, mm-hmm. so, like just recognizing that t- that takes so much work. And I mean, obviously like your work goes on to like educate a lot of us. Um, and of course, like to be able to support you, but again, like you initially, like you're forced to put in that work. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's okay. Like, it's crazy because, like, on TikTok, I've gotten so many comments, too, where, let's say it's a video of, so I have some videos where, because a big thing in the great from the culture is that Punta is not Honduran. It's got to be mm-hmm. not. That's actually going to be a debate until right. the day we die. People are always going to debate that. And Punta is very much so Garifuna is not Honduran. Not saying that Honduran Macizos can't dance it. It's just acknowledge that it's Punta Garifuna because that's right. a race in the culture because people will call it Punta Hondureña and then like their dancing mm-hmm. get completely wrong. But because <laughs> mestizos are the majority, people are going to pay more attention to a video of a mestizo dancing it. Right. And let's say it's yes. someone that doesn't know the culture, they could be like, oh, that's how you dance it. Then they teach their friends how to dance it like that. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I try to get people to understand. But some people just choose to be, you know, obtuse. So let's say it's a video of uh, Honduran Mestizo that called it Punta Cataracha dancing Punta completely wrong and I respond to it and I'm like she's dancing it wrong people be in the comments saying oh I'm hating I need to educate I need right. to just stick to educating about the videos about grief and culture whatever so then I'll make a video like for example I have a video of me showing the Garifuna national anthem because we have our national anthem in the Garifuna language mm-hmm. that video gets no attention I have a video mm-hmm. of me talking about um Garifuna, like stuff in Garifuna culture like the foods the, like the drinks or whatever that gets no attention too but then these other videos that I post about how mestizos be racist towards us gets a bunch of attention but it's just the mestizos being mad at me speaking right. the truth so it's like right. I do educate y'all just don't pay it no mind you know what yeah. I'm saying mm-hmm. but I'm gonna still educate regardless I don't care if it gets too likes it's not about the likes for me it's just the fact that I'm putting it out there because someone's watching someone's right. sharing sure. you know for sure 
Um, and since, you know, we're talking about, I like want to make space because I think that, I mean, although I think this issue has like gotten a good amount of attention, especially mm-hmm. with the disappearances of the five men from Triunfo de la Cruz. Right. Um, but, you know, generally, and I think especially so in Honduras, um, you know, a lot of Garifuna communities are facing the threat of land grabbing. So if you could talk a little bit that a little bit more about that so that listeners can know more about that. Of course. So and a lot of people say that the issue with um the government trying to get rid of like trying to take um our ancestral lands from us is from our current president. That's not true. Um I there's even documents from like 2003. There's an organization, I will never pronounce it right, but it's O F R A N E H. I pronounce it O-frane. O-frane. in my O-frane. head. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. never pronounce it right. <laughs> I don't know why I struggle with that so much. But they've been advocating for us. Like, there's a document of them going to the government in 2003 about, I think, I forgot which Pueblo it was, but they went over there. I think it was for Tono for that. I think it was for that one. I don't remember. Either way, like, this is not, this is not a new concept. They've been trying to get us out of Honduras for like decades like they do not want us there mm-hmm. they do not want black people there like how you said about the five grief and the leaders they're still missing i think they they think mm-hmm. they identified one of them their body but the other four they have not and we're probably not going to get them back and when i talk about that people say it's the government is not the mestizos at the end of the day it's irrelevant who's doing it it's just the fact that it's happening and it's been happening mm-hmm. for decades it's been happening for decades where they're um arresting us for no reason and then they're torturing us in the jails or they're just straight up killing us there's been over 20 gary from the leaders that have been killed since 2019 over our lands and no one talks about it no mm-hmm. one talks about it and when i say because i have people in my comments too that be like you didn't deal with this discrimination of course i personally didn't deal with almost losing my life because i'm not in honduras however mm-hmm. someone needs to bring this to some like somebody's sure. attention mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm gonna do that <laughs> so I'm going to do that. But yes, it's a very big problem. It's been a very big problem. The government does not want the great from the people there. They want our central lands. And then when people say, oh, well, they just want the lands. It's not racism. There's so yeah. much open land in Honduras. Why would they go for hours? Right. Definitely. Yeah, I think that one of the things that is always with the land grabbing, um, I always tend to explain people like, you know, like, of course, I cannot talk on behalf of the Garifuna people. But one thing is that I what I remember if if you you can you know tell me if I'm wrong is that through years through years they have you know that's their land you know that's their ancestral land however some I'm sorry for the word some dumb stupid people like in Honduras think that because the Garifuna moved you know migrated to the Honduras over 500 years ago they're no you know they don't own the land that's not their land because you know like they put like oh they migrated here. They they're not native to it. But I'm like, okay, it's over 500 years. Like, what is that? Like, hace cuánto llegaron esos locos de de España? Like, I would like almost like that's over that time. You know, it's like okay, but you can claim that that that's you know like, you know, I don't know, tierra conquistada. Oh, but a, like, you know, like that's tierra conquistada. But people like who actually you know were you know. um migrated the year almost the same amount of time you're gonna tell them that that's not their land that that's not their essential land that they cannot claim the same you know land because it's not indigenous like is i always try to explain people like you it's always why for them it's always you guys to question 
Why you have to question? Why you have to question? They have been there for years. That is their land. Oh, but then you want to sell it for investors, but you want to keep them for tourists. I, I'm sorry. Like I, I just can't because I always tell people like one of the things that makes me the most mad about my country is how they use the Grifona people for tourist profit. Exactly. They, they should stop that. They should stop oh that. Oh my gosh, girl. Exactly. I remember I posted a video cause people was like that, um, because Hondurans put Punta on the map. First of all, they say that, Hon- that Hondurans put Punta on the map because of Banda Blanca in the song Sopa de Caracol was like That's the big Punta song. That's not, that song is not Punta and I will die on that hill. That song is not Punta. If you look <laughs> at that video, there is no black people in that video. They saw that song from a Belizean group. They saw that song from the Belizean group and they commercialized off of it. There's no punta in that video. There's no drums. The big thing about punta is the tambor is hearing the drums, like mm-hmm. feeling the ancestors. Like you, there is no feeling in that song. That's not a punta song. And then when you go on cruises and go to Roatan, the first thing you're gonna see is Garifuna people, which there's Garifuna people in Roatan, don't get me wrong, but I feel like we are a tourist attraction because mm-hmm. people be in my comments oh if you go to the beaches in Tela or the beaches in Seba you'll see the Garifuna people dancing there and they'll take money so is it okay for them to take money but not us girl what so you telling me like, so you telling me that it's like I, I kid you not I've had someone comment that so you telling me that it's wrong for us to take money on behalf of our culture but it's okay for you to whitewash it gentrify it and take it what that doesn't make any sense. They yeah. like I really feel like people look at us as a tourist attraction. Like, no, we're people. We're people. Mm-hmm. We have lives. Our culture is thick. Our culture is strong. Like, like nuestra cultura is rica. Like, people don't understand that. And people like mm-hmm. be like, oh, punta is just a dance. No, it's solo mm-hmm. baile. Like, I be telling people that all the time. It's not just a dance. Like, there's there's emphasis behind it. It was supposed to be danced only at funerals. It's supposed to be a dance of the day. And when you sit in here and just playing casabe at like any old function and you just doing a swivel swivel and you're not dancing punta, you taking the meaning away from it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So oh my gosh, yes, that kills me when people say that, oh, I go to the beaches and we dance with them all the time. This one girl, I'm not gonna say her name because I got into a whole verbal disagreement with her on Twitter. And she, um, she's a girl. She's not Garifuna. She's a Mestiza, Honduran Mestiza influencer. Not mm-hmm. Lipstick Fables. Lipstick Fables. I've actually like had multiple conversations with her, and she is completely understanding of like what I was talking about. She was actually one of the people that called Punta Punta Catracha, and she um, DM'd me because I used her screenshot of one of her videos as an example. And she apologized to me, and she hasn't done it since. So not lipstick fable. She's an ally for Oprah. But another Mestiza, yeah. she was like that. I used to eat pan de coco and go to Seba and the Garifuna oh, people. Used to- oh, oh, no. Girl. <laughs> girl. And it's like that doesn't that doesn't mean like and then she was like they used to call me she was like they used to call me Morena. I'm like girl girl she was so white girl like you look like Selena Gomez what what like what I mean that whole that's a whole other issue of a lot of like just blanquitas or you you know even just like tan Mm-hmm. Um, you're not black and like, and and tag, it's like that's a whole other issue related issue uh i know who you're talking about 
Kimberly, someone actually said like I didn't see that because I I have said like I usually don't use Twitter, but like I can't believe someone said like oh porque comí pan de coco like what the heck like yes, oh, she said she gets her hair braided yes girl I was like what when I say the girlfriend that people was dragging her but the mestizo <laughs> people was dragging us right back and the, like one thing people will say is that we're hating on them for me for when whenever you are like a light skinned person or a white person or just anything other than like dark skin if you're telling me I'm hating on someone for no reason I'm assuming you're telling me I want to be their complexion I have nothing yeah. else to hate on them Listen, for. I definitely so get when, those jobs anytime I see that comment yeah yeah and then she had posted another video because the whole reason that it started was because she posted a video calling it Punta Catracha or whatever and I responded and it got a lot of attention so because she's an influencer I didn't even know who the girl was you know what I'm saying I didn't even know who the girl was but she's an influencer so it got a lot of attention so in response she had posted another video calling it Punta Garifuna and then she smacked her butt and was like I want someone to say something like now you're like now you're trivializing it like now you're trying to make it like you know what I'm saying like Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Your girl, girl, girl," and then she even she even liked the video where she was like, "Grief that people be haters," and she liked that. Whoa. And I was like, "What y'all favorite girl?" Yes, girl. And then I don't even know since y'all don't be on Twitter like that. But like yesterday. Uh, Honduran Mestiza, this is a different girl. She um tweeted, she was like, Negrita is a form of endearment in the Hispanic oh, community. Oh, no, I know that. I like commented on her video and I was like, don't call yourself that, nana. <laughs> like, and, then, and then in the same token, she posted a video. She posted a video and she quoted it and she put the N-word. I was like, honey, where's your melanin at? Will you be saying the N-word all willy-nilly? What? Girl. Oh Lord Jesus Christ! The ignorance, uh, lying on like the ignorance. Because it was like that. I think it was Jennifer Lopez, right? Yes, it was Jennifer oh, Lopez. She was like, um, "La Negrita del Bronx," and then we what? was like, "Girl, what? <laughs> like, where are you black at?" And that's that's one thing that kills me. Everyone all of a sudden is Afro Latina, Afro Latino. Like your great 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 grandfather was a ha- like half black. Like, calm down. You're not like you're not black, and it's okay. I can understand why you want to be black, but you're not black. You don't deal with the ramifications of being black. I posted a video like that. You may have black in you. I'm sure I'm not taking that away from you because I don't. I'm I'm not taking your ancestry or your bloodline away from you. However, comma if you do not appear black, if you are not black passing, you're not black. That means you don't deal with the ramifications and the discrimination mm-hmm. and racism that black people deal with. So you could be you could be half black, half white. You could be a hundred percent black. But if you pass as white or anything other than black, if you pass as Latina, like with your typical, mm-hmm. you know, a Latina That's person would look yeah. like, you're not black. So you don't deal with what black people deal with, you know. Mm-hmm. And people don't get that. Mm-hmm. People say, "Oh, you're taking my identity, or you're telling me what I am." I'm not because I don't even know you. I'm just telling you when I look at you and you look like, I don't know. You look like Cardi B. You're not black because Cardi B is not black either. And I will die on that hill too. Cardi B is not black. <laughs> She's not black at all. But if I look at you and I don't see a black person, that means you don't, other people see you as that same way. People right. are going to look at you and say that you're black. So they're not going to call you the N word. They're not going to treat you any differently than how they would treat a black person mm-hmm. because you're not black. Right. I also yeah. think it's very telling that like um, when people, you know, it's, start to claim blackness and it's obviously a very opportunistic you know like once they start centering black women or afro-latinas like that's when i don't know jennifer lopez wants to call herself that when like in the past that's something that like 
people would be insulted by even. And if anything, mm-hmm. I feel like they just call themselves Afro Latina just so they can get the N word passed. Like that's truly how I mm-hmm. feel. Wow. Yeah. Because J J Lo, she loves to say the N word. Loves to. Really? <laughs> Absolutely loves to. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was a video of her at A Rod, because you know her and A Rod are together yeah. at A Rod's birthday party. I think last year, <gasps> and Pat yeah. You're right. Yeah, Pat Joe was performing, and he was going back, and she said the M word loud and proud, loud and proud. Right. You're right. You're right. So yeah, she's working for. I mean, all of this. I mean, all of course, like the discourse that you know has been already circulating, like throughout Twitter and TikTok. But again, like I'm very cognizant of like, again, how much emotional labor that takes. Um, and I, I mean, it's great, especially that you're like, you don't even care mm-hmm. even better. Uh, but like, again, just like recognizing that, like, I mean, you're putting yourself in a position where like, when it, unfortunately, like when you talk about this, like you're going to be targeted more because of who you are. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and I could be saying the same thing, but people are not going to come for me as hard, you know? So right. thank you like for your work and like all the discourse you've been producing and coming here, you know, and like sharing that knowledge, you know, that it's like, you know, it helps me and Alejandra, but like, we all learn this from you. Like we, we don't have these experiences. So thank you so much for sharing that with us and you and being vulnerable. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about my culture. The backlash means nothing to me at this point. <laughs> Don't it is what it is. Ever. <laughs> People are going to be mad. I really could care less. Because right. <laughs> I know I'm not doing anything wrong, but speaking on behalf of my people and bringing awareness. Because so many people didn't even know who the great Punta people were, but they knew right. what Punta was and assumed it was Honduran. And not only did they learn that Punta is of the great Punta culture, which is a beautiful culture, they learned mm-hmm. what was happening to my people and not just Honduras, but the other countries that were in as well. So right. it really means nothing to me. I even had someone comment and was like, your lashes are cute, but I bet you're going to hate on the mestizos that buy it. And I'm like, that's how I know that you're a hater because you want to yeah. buy my stuff. <laughs> you want to buy my lashes, but because it's me, you're not going to buy it. And I'm like, you're going to be real sad when you see your homegirls in my lashes and not you. But go on. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, before we end <laughs> um, you know, this episode, like, First, you know, go over, you know, your launching dates and socials and how anyone can, you know, purchase your products and check them out. Of course. So Amor J Shell Cosmetics, our product reveal, because I've only shown like the boxes. I haven't shown the actual products. That will be on Monday, October 19, 2020. So this upcoming Ooh. Monday. Um, we launch officially October 23rd at midnight next Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm super duper anxious, super excited. We're coming out with, well, I'm starting off with five lashes, five glosses, four lip liners, uh, eyelash um, applicator, which is gold metallic. And then a lash, um, not a lash, sorry, an eyeshadow palette that has 18 shades in it, is in the shape of a diamond and it has a mirror in it. So we launch um, next Friday, and I'm super excited. If you want to follow me, you could follow me on my business pages, which is Amor J Shell Co. A M O R J C H E L L E C O on Twitter and Instagram, Amor J Shell Co. And then on TikTok is just Amor J Shell A M O R J C H E L L E. My personals is n dot exquisite n dot e x q u i s i t e on Instagram and then N underscore exquisite on Instagram. So N underscore E-X-Q-U-I-S-I-T-E. I mean, on Twitter, sorry. So N dot on, 
on Instagram and underscore on Twitter. So yes, please hit me up. It may take me a day or two to get back at you, but I will respond. I love talking. You're to very people. busy. <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very busy. Yeah, but thank you so much. And uh, all the links to like her Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, everything will be linked down below um, in our notes, so that way you can have access to it faster. And thank you so much. Uh, we're so excited for your products to come out. Like, and you know, like we're so excited. Um, And thank you for all the work that you do. I know, like, you know, Susie said, like, you know, you keep talking about your your culture and everything. I know people are going to hate on it, but there's people like us that we really appreciate it because we appreciate people who actually want to embrace and elevate, you know, Garifuna and Afro-Latinos cult, um, voices. And we're so happy. Also, I wanted to shout out one person before we <laughs> we finish. Um, Evelyn, um, this girl... Um, commented in one of my posts for my for the afro communities in honduras um that told me that how like uh, we were talking about the different afro communities in honduras and in other central american countries and how she told me how i miss i forgot to include the afro endurance and as an Honduran, like i it's something that you know i'm still learning and uh we're still learning through it so i appreciate you and i appreciate everyone who uh you know like have the time to teach us i know you should you know like you shouldn't be teaching us mestizos but like there are other people who actually appreciate you guys because that's how we learn and that's that how we want to be more inclusive to everyone so to you and to evelyn thank you so much thank you i'm glad that education's coming from it don't forget to check out our website at centralamericanvoices.com where you can subscribe to our mailing list. Also follow us on Instagram at Centan Voices Podcast and on Twitter at Centan Voices Pod for more updates. And don't forget to come back next week to hear our newest episode. Bye.